Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast. My name's Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our second series. Today we're starting a new double header on some of the darkest events in Luxembourg's history. We'll cover the country's worst pandemics, deadly attacks by wolves, and the story of the Grand Duchy's most notorious gang. We hope you'll enjoy the podcast. After the couple of years we've had, I can forgive you if you say you don't want to hear anything more about pandemics. But coronavirus is far from the only deadly pandemic to have taken its toll on the Grand Duchy. Infectious diseases and other pandemics have inflicted a great deal of misery to humanity over the course of the centuries, and Luxembourg is no exception in this regard. Now, the First World War ended in 1918, but the horrors of the era would not come to an end right then. The Spanish flu pandemic of 1918-1919 infected around 500 million people around the world. No place was shielded from the disease. Even unfortunate souls living on remote Pacific islands and in the Arctic did not escape the pandemic's deadly reach. Depending on the source, between 50 and 100 million people paid with their lives, making the Spanish flu one of the deadliest epidemics in human history. Now, the exact mortality rate is not known, but it's estimated that between 10% and 20% of those who were infected passed away. And a common theory is that the disease was imported into Europe from the US by American troops. Many people also fell prey to the disease in Luxembourg, although the total number of victims remains unclear. The country was still weakened by war and food was scarce, which facilitated the spread of the virus. On the 23rd of October 1918, the Escher Tageblatt, for example, apologised for delays in delivering its newspapers to its clients because two-thirds of its staff was infected. Protestant churches and the synagogue in Luxembourg City were closed, countless schoolchildren were affected, and the economy suffered as well. A fifth of Dudelange steelworkers called in sick. 18 of them even succumbed to their injuries, including two young men aged 16 and 19. Going back further in time, the worst pandemic in human history was probably the Black Death, also known as the Plague, which haunted Eurasia and brought death to an estimated 75 to 200 million people. It peaked in Europe, including Luxembourg, between 1347 and 1351. Most historians believe that it originated in Central Asia before travelling along the Silk Road to Crimea. From there, the disease was likely brought into Central Europe by fleas living on rats that were omnipresent on merchant ships. Between 30 and 60% of Europe's population ended up dying, and it took humanity an estimated 200 years to regain its former population levels. The death toll in the contemporary county of Luxembourg is not known, but Luxembourg continued to be haunted by several other plague epidemics in the following centuries. In his 1830 book on the history of Luxembourg City, Friedrich Wilhelm Engelhardt, for example, explained that the plague rampaged so violently in Luxembourg in 1555 that entire populations were decimated. Some regions completely died out. Luxembourg City and Diekirch were reportedly the worst affected. In 1635, Luxembourg became involved in the violent Thirty Years' War when France declared war on Philip IV of Spain with troops marching through the future Grand Duchy. The following decade was marked by violence, food shortages and outbreaks of the plague. In his first-hand account of the horrors that dominated Luxembourg in 1635 and subsequent years, historian Eustache de Wiltheim narrated how the plague eventually started to hit Luxembourg after the years of hardship that the long war had brought. In a short period of time, he wrote, thousands of people were snatched away. 
The churches and cemeteries did not have enough space to bury the dead, despite already burying four to five people in one grave. It was therefore decided to consecrate a garden behind the abbey in the Grund district, where many poor farmers had found refuge, and turn it into a graveyard. Wildheim added that people brought their dead relatives to the makeshift cemetery on stretchers before lowering them into the ground and walking away. But the pandemics would not end there. Cholera is an infectious disease caused by contaminated food or water that causes severe watery diarrhoea, leading to dehydration and even death if untreated. Seven global cholera pandemics have occurred in the last 200 years, with the last one originating in Indonesia in 1961. Cholera was also called the Blue Death because a person dying of the disease may lose enough body fluids that their skin turns bluish-grey. Now, Luxembourg was affected by a disastrous cholera pandemic in 1865, when more than 3,500 people died in less than two years. The first infections reportedly took place in Hollerich, Wiltz and Loidelange before quickly spreading through the rest of the country. The author of a Luxemburger Wirt article from 1866 not only went into great depth about cholera-induced diarrhoea, from which we'll spare you the details, but also explained how the infected are usually suffering from painful cramps and extreme thirst. Unsupervised, they would drink an entire bucket of water within minutes, only to throw it up again. They have sunken eyes, their faces become narrow, their eyes turn upwards and stand still, face and hands become ice cold, the tongue becomes cold and even the breath feels cold. The chest has a blue shimmer, the hands are shrunken, and look as if they have been cooked. Nasty stuff. Now a different kind of pandemic to hit the Grand Duchy was the potato blight in the 1840s. It's no secret that the potato played, and continues to play, an enormous cultural and even socio-political role in Luxembourg. To oversimplify massively, historically, healthy potatoes equals healthy Luxembourg. Unhealthy potatoes equals starvation and famine. Much like in Ireland, Luxembourg felt the sting of potato blight, a kind of watery mould that causes disease, in 1845. Infected potatoes came to Flanders from Northern America and eventually also arrived in Luxembourg. The following years were marked by crop failures and acute food shortages, and although it's unclear how many people died from starvation, the potato blight can in some ways be held responsible for the great revolutionary year of 1848 across Europe, including the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. Luxembourg's last wolf was officially killed near Ollingen on the 24th of April 1893 by an examining magistrate called Edouard Wolf. Oh, the irony. After the recent wolf sightings in Belgium, not far from the Luxembourgish border, most residents were happy to hear that wolves might return to roam the Grand Duchy's forests once more. It's fair to say, though, that this would not have been the case a couple of centuries ago. In an early book on Luxembourg's religious history, the Jesuit Jean Berthollet offered a rather colourful account of a wolf plague that allegedly took place in the Grand Duchy in 1045. He wrote, The men who died in the countryside and remained without burial were eaten by wolves, these carnivorous beasts acquiring a taste for human flesh. The wolves later also threw themselves upon the living and killed a great number of them. Berthollet also came up with an explanation for the attacks. In his view, they represented heaven's anger. While it's somewhat difficult to prove or disprove Berthollet's account of this early wolf plague, there were countless other reports of wolf attacks in Luxembourg. Towards the end of the 18th century, France, for example, officially called Luxembourg the département des loups because of the high number of wolves roaming the country. In 1801, a forester called Romainville 
alerted the mayor of Luxembourg City to a ravenous pack of wolves in Bambesh Forest. The wolves, he anxiously reported, had already devoured pigs owned by the municipality of Strassen. Other foresters were instructed to hunt down the wolves, but unfortunately there are no historical sources detailing the outcome of the hunt. Another quite spectacular confrontation between humans and wolves took place in 1709, which was the year that brought the Great Frost to Europe. Temperatures reportedly dropped under minus 30 degrees Celsius, plunging the Grand Duchy and its neighbouring countries into famine and misery. To make matters worse, the extreme cold and lack of food also played a key role in triggering a veritable wolf plague in Dudelange. A pack of 30 wolves came into the village from Rotenburg, a day after they had already torn an eight-year-old boy to pieces. According to various sources, the farmers took up axes, pitchforks and other makeshift weapons and had a gory battle with the voracious animals. 22 wolves were killed and some farmers badly injured. To be fair, deadly wolf attacks on humans are relatively rare, and the majority of them have involved rabies, which was first recorded in wolves in the 13th century. On the 8th of October 1872, two men from Strassen fell prey to a rabid wolf. The two men were on their way to Mondekange when a wolf appeared out of nowhere and slowly trotted towards them. The men were not worried at first because they mistook the wild animal for a mere dog. But things took a dramatic turn from there when the wolf attacked one of the two men and jumped against his chest. Shocked, the victim tried his best to keep the enraged animal from biting his neck, but was badly scratched. His companion, the 40-year-old J.B. Majerus, lashed the wolf in a desperate attempt to scare it away. The wolf then took on Majerus and bit him in the face before finally taking off. The two men received medical treatment after the incident. Majerus, however, started to display first symptoms of rabies on the 27th of October and passed away on the 3rd of November in Nettlebrook and there were several other recorded attacks by rabid wolves on humans in the following decades. Now, the most famous series of wolf attacks in Luxembourg actually took place in Donkols in 1847. Around 100 wolves reportedly struck terror into the hearts of northern Luxembourgers. 58 wolves were actually killed, which was quite a lucrative enterprise for hunters, as in 1795, officials had passed a decree that would pay a substantial sum to anyone who could prove they had killed a wolf, usually by presenting its head. Let's hope that the recent sightings of wolves near the Grand Duchy won't lead to any similar situations then. Now you may not have known it, but violent murders, bombings, prostitution rings and shootings left their mark on the turbulent 1980s in Luxembourg. It's a series of murders and robberies that, in its horrible extent, has been without precedent in Luxembourg, wrote the Luxemburger Vought on the 7th of March 1989. But what exactly had happened? Well, Luxembourg's collective memory was for a long time marked by the violent actions of the Waldbilling Gang, a group of rogue criminals operating in the Grand Duchy between January 1983 and October 1985. The name of the gang refers to the place of residence of the deadliest member, Carlo Fett. The 11 gang members regularly targeted several banks, jewellery stores, service station and cash vans and did not shy away from resorting to violence. They conducted a total of 22 violent robberies, committed 6 murders, injured 13 civilians and stole countless cars and weapons. They eventually amassed a fortune of more than 40 million Luxembourg francs, which is the equivalent of more than 1 million euros today. But everything went wrong for the gang during an attempted heist on the 30th of October 1985. The target was an ambitious one, the Central Bank of Luxembourg on Boulevard Royale in Luxembourg City. For a modern reference, you can think of the Netflix series Casa de Papel. 
Unfortunately for the gang, though, the execution of the heist was a fiasco, and it led to the arrest of three members, including Carlo Fett. On that afternoon, the three criminals accessed the bank counters after shattering the glass doors with shotguns. Fett then fired several shots at the ceiling and pointed his gun at the customers. Nevertheless, a brave staff member managed to set off a police alarm, and police cars arrived on the scene just when the gang members were about to take off. Carlo Fett immediately opened fire, and police officer Patrice Conradi was fatally hit in the head and the torso. He thus became the first police officer to be killed in service in Luxembourg. The robbers, though, did not go very far, with Fett the first one to be arrested. And the same fate awaited his two accomplices shortly after when police initiated a nationwide manhunt. The ensuing investigation revealed the true extent of the gang leader's taste for violence. Fett had murdered five other gang members in Waldbillig, most probably to settle a score. Their bodies had been burned in an oil drum and their remains buried. The main members of the gang, Carlo Fett, Joss Bernardi, Guy Hertert and Nico Reisdorf, were sentenced to life in prison. Reisdorf, who later wrote an autobiography in which he detailed his troublesome childhood and gradual fall into criminal circles, spent 39 months in an isolation cell at Schrassig Prison. Amnesty International even contacted the Minister of Justice in 1992 to argue that the authorities were breaching his human rights. Remarkably, Fett managed to escape from prison on the 29th of May 1995 using a ladder he had made himself. The investigation into the escape found that human negligence had been a key factor in allowing him to escape. He remained at large for 10 days but eventually got caught and he died in prison 8 years later. The reign of the Valbillig gang had been short, but it was certainly brutal. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode was based on articles by Gary Ehring. Script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton and brought to you by RTL Today. 